You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Good morning, Sean. I think I'm a lot better right now than that Giants injury report, which continues to be sketchy. And quite honestly, after Dallas ran all over the Giants for 170-something yards last week, if Leonard Williams is not back against the Chicago Bears, they've got some fixing up to do. Yeah. And, well, let's let's go there with the injury report. First, right off the bat, as we expected since we last joined you, Sterling Shepard, torn ACL. They put him on IR. Fabian Moreau has been signed to the active roster. Uh, you know, he's played well in spurts. He's been fine. Fine veteran corner, something the Giants needed. It doesn't look like right now they, they signed a kid named Polk, who was a, a member from Mississippi State last year, to the practice squad. Before we get into Leonard Williams and all that, just on the offensive side of the ball, Paul, this I would see, and there's been a couple film breakdowns that have that matriculated on Twitter. Uh, are we about to see the rise of Darius Slayton? And I think it's time for the New York Giants. I don't think there's any doubt about that. I mean, when you consider Shep's already out for the season, as you mentioned with the ACL, Wondell Robinson, you know, has missed a couple weeks now because of that sprained knee. Now, even if he's able to get out on the practice field later this week, I just don't know how much they could put on his plate in this game anyway. So you figure they're going to be down a ton of snaps. Remember, going into this week, Sterling Shepard has played the highest percentage of snaps of any wide receiver on the team. So they've got a huge gap to fill. Galladay will undoubtedly see some of those snaps, I would think. But Darius Slayton, to me, is the obvious choice as a guy who needs to step up and, quite honestly, has to step up for the Giants. Yeah, and I've thought about this long and hard. And I think the thing that is frustrating me the most through the first three weeks of the New York Giants, let's take away the defense for a second because they can't get gashed on the run versus the Chicago Bears, who basically are only going to look to run the ball. What's bothered me the most is when the Giants have scored – it's been explosive, explosive big plays, right? Shepard with the, I mean, I'm Saquon with the run this week. Week one, the Shepard throw, the Saquon run in week one, and inevitably, what I'm seeing here from a New York Giant team is Sterling Shepard should have never been asked to be that guy running down the field in a streak wide open. We'll take it. That guy for the Giants in past years, when they have had those opportunities, has been Darius Slayton. Sure, he's had some drop issues, uh, and I and I don't want to sound like suddenly I bought a Darius Slayton jersey and I'm hammering home, but it's very clear that the help for this team is not going to come from the outside. It's got to come from somebody within the building. And I'm looking at a team right now, Paul, whether it's because of injury or whether it's because of who's on the roster, a la David Sills, they don't have a burner. And it's time this team, if you're going to be honest about Daniel Jones and Basham and everything, what his greatest attribute, maybe more so than running, is, is being able to throw the ball downfield. They got to find a way to get some protection, now get Darius Slate in these reps, and take some shots down the field beginning this Sunday versus Chicago, Paul. 
Sean, two items. Let's go back to the Dallas game for a second. Are you aware the Giants did not visit the red zone once the entire yeah. night? Yeah, the Saquon okay, happened that's, to yards out. Yeah. Yeah, so 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 that's a problem. Okay, let's not kid ourselves. You can't expect to score outside the 20 every single week and consistently be involved in games. That's just that that's just not acceptable, first of all. Second of all, in terms of Slayton, the reason that I thought Slayton would make this roster and make this team is because he had the unique ability, better than anybody else in that wide receiver room during the month of August, to get deep. He is the guy who has adequate size, adequate length, but straight ahead deep speed to go over the top. Once Robert Foster went on the injured reserve list, to me, that peg was no longer a competition. Slayton was going to have to be that guy. I am probably as puzzled as anybody is as to why he has been sitting and collecting dust throughout the first three weeks of the season. He is a component that they did not have anywhere else in that room. And it is, to me, a waste of time to ask him to take a pay cut and retain him on the roster and then sit his butt on the bench and not give him an opportunity to do what he does. Paul, you just fired me up, baby. You just nailed the three words I've been saying to myself about that pay cut. Waste of time if he's not going to get these reps. And clearly he's getting some, just not a lot. And I've heard two arguments. I've gotten a lot of debates with Giant fans for two days. I I must feel like I'm a Darius Slayton family member now. And a lot of this does stem from the fact that Shepard is out. So clearly he's going to have to play. And the two arguments I've gotten are, number one, well, he may not be a great fit with the Dable Kafka offense. I don't know about you, Paul. I've watched plenty of Bills and Chiefs games the last couple of years. They throw the ball down the field, and I don't see David Sills or, or Sterling Shepard being the kind of guys to run these streaks constantly down the field. So don't tell me he's a bad fit. Number two, the idea that he's not part of the future. Well, hold on now. Outside of Wondell Robinson, who has not been able to get on the field since early in week one, and you just mentioned him a little while ago, give me the wide receiver on this roster that we know for sure is a part of the future, and that includes Kadarius Toney. Darius Slayton is not this old geezer. He's allowed to make plays under this offense, and then we go, maybe we do bring him back on the cheap. Outside of Wondell Robinson, it's not like he's blo- if he plays, he's blocking other people that could be part of the future. That's just asinine. Look, I'll tell you this, Sean. First of all, it's ridiculous to suggest that he can't fit into this offense. But to the more important point, during the offseason, it was clear that Robert Foster had outperformed Slayton during the spring and the early part of the summer. And then when Foster got hurt, again, that eliminated him from that competition. I did think early on that Foster was edging ahead of Slayton, and there was a chance that he would be kept and Slayton would be the guy to go. But then when Foster got hurt, that ended that. Slayton had a good couple of weeks of practice all of a sudden during the middle of training camp where he looked like himself, like he was as a rookie, and then he pulled his hamstring. So to be fair, during this offseason, or since the Bills contingent got to the Giants, Slayton has probably only had a couple of really great weeks of practice. Most of what they saw was was either injured or right. he had trouble holding on to the ball. So their firsthand eyewitness accounts of him is probably not nearly as good as you or I think because we watched him as a rookie when right. he was a really dynamic player. 
and had the chemistry with Daniel Jones, right? I no mean, we, we want to talk about Daniel Jones throwing the ball and all the critics. I mean, well, who did he have great chemistry with? It was, it was Darius Slayton. So I'm not worried. And I know that there's a lot yeah. of this season and these games where it's about developing for the future, including 2023. Whether that be from Evan Neal, Kayvon Thibodeau, Dane Belton, you know, go down the uh, Bellinger, go down the list of guys we want to see improve week to week and be ready to go for their second full years, or you know, younger guys beyond that. Andrew Thomas keeps getting better, so I understand that there's a, a large portion of this team that probably won't be here next year. That doesn't mean you just punt on trying to win games and putting guys on the field that give you the best opportunity to win football games right now. 